Insert coin to play. Welcome to the This Gameware podcast with me, Chris, and... Me, Ashley! Whee! Episode... I don't know what the number is. 57. 57. Hey, there you go, you did yeah, that. Yeah, 57. I was close. I always forget when I'm editing the podcast and I have to upload it and then I have to go check what number it is. I've only ever once duplicated a number, so doing okay so far, aren't I? Yeah, well done. Which I edited anyway, episodes. so it's fine. Well, for ten plus your specials, we're like sixty-five now, aren't we? Yeah, I know. We're, we're, we're yeah, we've really made an ass of ourselves, haven't we, in terms of numbering our episodes? Yeah. Let's not get into that though. No, that's again. Not. It's not. It's not the the forum to do that. How are you, Ashley? Ooh, you're asking me. Yeah. Very nice. I like it. It's nice. It feels nice for someone to care. <laughs> well, to ask. Let's not go too far, eh? Ah, okay. I'm okay. Just I'm nice good. tea. Good. I've got a cup of tea. Oh, I've I've gone beer again. I know. Back on the beer yeah. wagon. Developing a, a problem, potentially. What, once a week when we record this? Nurturing one. A low-key problem. Maybe. You been you been up so much lately? Uh, Holidays? No. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're um, going to one, going one tomorrow, actually. No, it's been the Easter holidays. Oh, sorry, I'm with you now. Uh, no, not at all, because can't do anything, can we? Everything's closed. Yeah. And then this will go... Yeah, I don't everyth- know why I asked. And everything will be open again, and that's that. Yeah, when's that happening? Is it? Uh, is that tomorrow? Tomorrow, as of recording, that'd be three days ago, as of this going out. Everyone's allowed to do what they want at that point, are they? Essentially, if, you know, that's what you want to read into it, which I think most people are. Yeah, I'm not. No. I'll, I'll be staying in my house. Cool. What brilliant COVID chat. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is, hey. great, this is great podcast content. Do you want to tell what the game is today? I was going to ask you what the game is. What are we doing today? Well, today, it's this game where you dash around a darkened maze... This is populated by supernatural beings, and it subliminally reinforces the message that fruit is good. Yeah, I mean, I know what it is because we already discussed it. No, don't spoil the magic. <laughs> it's Pac-Man 99, which was only announced. Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah, and then it came out Thursday. Yeah. Hey, everyone. And really now soon. we're talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, that's why I want to, to capitalise on the, the popularity of Pac-Man 99. Mm-hmm. I like it. Ride that I like wave. the way that they... I wish they did more ep- uh, more like releases like this. Like, hey, there's this game that exists and it already is out. Like, basically, that's nice. I like it when they do that. Has that happened before? Hey, there's a game. It's out now. They do it on the... Certainly with Nintendo Directs, you sometimes get it where they're oh, like, yeah. hey, there's this thing that exists and you don't have to wait. Yeah. Out after the presentation. They're called Shadow Drops, I think. Oh, nice. Yep, they are nice. They feel good. They feel really satisfying. Even if it's not a game that I want. I think the last Direct, or maybe one before that, there was a, a game about being a UFO. Do you remember that one? Might have been a Capcom or Konami game. No. No. Well, anyway, there was a My Little UFO or something like that, which sounds like a euphemism, but it's not. <laughs> and you are, you are a UFO. You go around with like a crane claw and you pick things up and take things around. Places. That sounds quite fun. Yeah. I, th- I mean, it does look quite fun, to be fair, but I didn't really care to play it. Right. I was still quite excited that it was releasing the day of the of the, of the thing. It's it, And that's what happened with this is the announcement was made and I texted you. I was really excited for it. It's, like, it's coming tomorrow. It's coming tomorrow. And I'm still riding that wave a bit, which is why we're talking about it tonight. So Why so excited? Well, it was just out of nowhere. It was like, hey, there's a game coming out tomorrow that's free. Yeah. I want to play that. Yeah. Free if you've got Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. Which is basically free. It's tantamount that. to free. Yeah. Not very expensive at all, especially if you uh, have a family. Absolutely. With me, no judge. Plus, I like Pac-Man. So I was quite excited for this. What's your opinion of Pac-Man? Have we not discussed that on the podcast before? I don't know, really. Uh, so I suppose I'll just reiterate, which is what you're after. I'm not a massive fan of Pac-Man, not to a, be quite frank. Not a Pac-Fan. I, Not a Pac-Fan, not a man-fan. I don't know. Mm. No, Pac-Fan. Let's stick with Pac-Fan. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Pac-Man. The first time I played Pac-Man was probably in a very specific arcade in Skegness. It's not really an arcade. Did you ever go to the Pleasure Beach in, in yeah. Skegness? Did you ever go in like the place where there was a Hall of Mirrors? No, I didn't know that was there. Mm. So there was a like a Hall of Mirrors style thing. You went in it, you went upstairs, and there was also one of those rooms where the lights go off and it captures your shadow on the wall. Oh, cool. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Well, I, I'm aware of the concept. So I've not been to that to one, but I know what you mean. Right. Well, in this, you paid like a token or whatever, 50p, and you could stay in this place or as long as you like. And there wasn't that much in it, really. There were some mirrors, some zany funhouse mirrors. Um, and there was this shadow wall where you could make shapes with your body and then you capture your shadow on the wall. But then there were five arcade cabinets in the corner. And it was all the classics like uh, Gallagher and Centipede, mm-hmm. Space Invaders, Pac-Man. And another one that I can't remember. Well, they were just gathering dust in the corner of this room. 
Well, they were, yeah, and they were free. Oh. So you, you paid your token, what was probably about 50p, you got in this room, and you had the shadow wall, you had the mirrors, you had these five games that you could play for free. And everyone was in there, my cousins were in there, dicking around on the wall, and I was in the corner playing on Pac-Man and Space Invaders. Even though you didn't enjoy them. It felt very good. Hmm? Even though you weren't really that keen. That's the first experience that I actually had of Pac-Man and Space Invaders, probably. The next experience, it was far more prolonged. So I we borrowed an Atari. I can't remember which version of the Atari, but it was a wooden console with plastic edges. Was it one like with like faux wood, where it was the, that sort of plasticky wood, like in a caravan? I think it probably was like a, a like a laminate or something. Mm. I don't I don't know if it was real wood, but it, it was a wooden looking console. I think it was uh, a console. What sort of console you mean? Because they they did that sort of thing to make it look more aesthetically pleasing, and I think it just did they a bit really cheaper right. and nasty. I don't know personally. Um, it kind it kind of looked like it was from the seventies, which yeah. is what I assumed that they were going for. So we borrowed one of those off off one of our cousins or something like that, and it had games like Missile Command and Pac Man. So we had that for a fair while, a few months, and and played the games extensively Pac-Man being one of them and that was the point that I realized that I'm probably not that massive a fan of Pac-Man why is that largely I think largely because it, it's quite repetitive okay so once you've played one maze they're all the same aren't well, they really? the maze because Pac-Man only has one right well this version didn't okay okay the original Pac-Man only had one maze so right the, okay but I started counting up for my research for this I started counting up all the variations of pac-man i got to about 17 and i realized i was on about three years after the original game was released so i i gave up i can't be bothered was it likely then that this was a knockoff because obviously there were quite a lot of knock i wouldn't have thought so with it being on the atari but i don't know there were quite a few knockoffs of pac-man i first played it on the mega drive um so you know i it was possibly a real one you played uh the version i had i borrowed off my hairdresser how about that hmm you get your games from some really weird places <laughs> I go up to my childminder's bedroom and play the Nintendo ed- Entertainment System, yep. and I borrow my Mega Drive games off my hairdresser. Yeah. Well, interesting. It, it was off her son, who was in the same year as me at school. So Okay, so you've missold the story. That's what you've done. You've tried to well, make it, it sound the, more... When she was stiffing my hair at the age of about, probably about 10. Oh, Euphemism. My, my son's... <laughs> my son's got this, this new game called Pac-Man. Do you fancy borrowing it? Yeah, sure. I played it for a weekend. A lost weekend. That's quite an interesting way to put it, isn't it? Because that would have been, what, like 1996? Yeah. My son's got this new game, Pac-Man. Yeah. But presumably, was it actually, was it a port of the original arcade game? I've got no idea. Or was there some kind of variation to it? I don't know. It was just Pac-Man on the Mega Drive. And it was, you know, as you'd expect, little yellow guy Hmm. going around goblin. We're not playing that version today, though. We're going to be playing Pac-Man 99. Yeah. So we're going to play Pac-Man 99, which is an updated version of Pac-Man that released on the Switch last week. So that's the 8th of April, 2021, if you listen Hmm. to this after the year of our Lord, 2021. And I'm assuming, as lots of people are, that this has been timed to fill the void left by Mario 35, which departed the Nintendo Online servers on uh, the 31st of March, and then this arrived you know, a week later. Was that the year of our Lord? Year of a Lord. Was it the year of Lord? Is Lord still a singing thing? I mean, is that still? Is she still around? The New Zealander? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think she's still knocking around somewhere. Okay. And this year is the year of her? Uh, possibly. Or the year of okay. Lordy, the Scandinavian metal guys. Yeah. Remember that? I'd rather the New Zealander. I quite liked them. I thought they were Person. all right. They were a bit of a... Well, I don't think they were, actually, were they? Lordy weren't a novelty band. They were a serious outfit. Yeah. A serious metal outfit. The people but they also did the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah. Hey, I got mm. really into, a couple of weeks ago, there's a band called Cybertronics, which is a load of people who dress up in proper Transformers outfits and play this, like, it's quite, like, 80s electro rock and they released a whole album they did a cover of the transformers soundtrack dressed as transformers but then they do like other sort of 80 sounding songs and they're really good so hmm. there you go brill i mean that kind of fits with what we're talking about Batman. yeah it does so arcades in the 80s if you're listening to this and haven't Maybe got not. the faintest idea of what Batman is i'm just going to outline very briefly i imagine that every single person listening to this does but in case you don't the gameplay is you play this little yellow circular chap 
and you run around a maze, you've got to eat all the dots while avoiding the ghosts that chase you around and you access the next level when all the dots are eaten. Saying the next level is slightly misleading because it's the exact same map, it's just it just restarts and there's this whole thing about getting a perfect score because you get every single dot while avoiding the ghosts etc but I didn't really go down that because I didn't find it very interesting to be honest. Did you know that the ghosts all have a name? Yeah, Inky, Blinky, Pinky and... I can't remember the last one, but it's something like George. Clyde. Clyde. Yeah. Blinky's red. It wasn't. Pinky's pink. Inky is cyan. And Clyde is orange. I don't understand why they didn't just, why Clyde doesn't rhyme with the rest of them. He must have felt quite. That was the point. It's like. Pulling the rug out. Yeah, exactly. It's just a subversion of what you expect. So having Inky, Blinky, Pinky, you expect the last one to be Binky or Dinky or Kinky. Stinky. But actually it's Clyde. So. Um, subvert your expectations and that is funny yeah i like it yeah i'd like it better if it was reginald personally you're obsessed with reginald i think roger roger i like a good roger yeah i actually i don't think roger or reginald work because i like the fact that it's just one syllable i think generally those subversion moments with names work better if it's just like craig bob Craig. Yeah, but Craig sounds a bit harsh. Hmm. A lot of plosives there. In the maze as well, there are also these things called power pellets. Which... Yeah, I was going to pick you up on the fact that you called them dots, because I thought they were all called pellets, and that the big pellets were power pellets. Oh, maybe they are. I have no idea. They're dots as far as I'm concerned. So the power pellets, there's one each corner of the map, and they allow you to eat the ghosts for bonus points. But when you eat a power pellet, you only have this power for a certain amount of time, mm. during which the ghosts make their way back to the centre of the maze and sort of hide from you and regenerate from there. So that mm. is the basic gameplay. Oh, and also fruit appears at random intervals for bonus points. The game originally came out in 1980, so this is 41 years old, which I think is incredible. This is the first game, I believe, with cutscenes. Yes, well, that leads us nicely into, I started finding out random facts about Pac-Man because I knew one or two things out about it. So I started trying to write a list and I got more than five. I got eight and I was going to round up to 10, but um, I couldn't find two more that were particularly interesting. What is this? Facts about Pac-Man. Pac-facts. Fact-man. Fact-man. Oh, fact-man. I don't think it works, but we'll go with it. We'll roll. Okay, we'll roll. So one of the facts you've already said is it's the first game with cutscenes. I think calling them cutscenes is a slight exaggeration. It's just that you get a bit in between levels where... Pac-Man is chased across screen by the ghost or they chase him or something like that. Yeah, there's a bit of humour to them. I actually quite like them personally. Yeah, but cutscene. And given, yeah, I think so. Mm. I, I think they qualify. I, was I think it's reasonable to call them that. What would you call them? Just animations in between levels? Yeah, loading animations. But animation. that's a cutscene. Well, yeah. I think from years of playing games in the last 20 years, I was expecting something high quality CGI led with them tugging on your emotional heartstrings. You're being silly for a reason, I understand, but... <laughs> I quite like the cutscenes because they've got a bit of humour to them. The fact that you've got Pac-Man chasing them one time and then suddenly it turns around and the ghosts are chasing him or whatever. I quite like that. It's sort of slapsticky, drawing on early slapstick that everybody's familiar with. Well, that Scooby-Doo thing where they're chasing the ghost and in the doors. Yeah, well, the... that's doing the same thing. Yeah. So Scooby-Doo is drawing from the same well as Pac-Man mm. does there. Okay. And plus, you know, it's again the kind of 1980. I'll, I'll give it benefit of the doubt. Did you know the ghosts? This is fact number... Two. Did you know the ghosts have different abilities? Um, so I know, is this to do with their movement patterns? Yeah. Yeah, so I know that they all have different movement patterns and that they followed, but I don't remember what the movement patterns are because it's a long time since I... No, and, it, and if you could remember, I'd be quite impressed because this is a game mm. you said you're not really that bothered about. So yeah. Blinky, which is the red ghost, chases Pac-Man. Mm. Clyde, who is the orange ghost, switches between chasing Pac-Man or running away from Pac-Man. And then Pinky and Inky both have the exact same ability. They try to position themselves in front of Pac-Man, usually by core. Mm. I couldn't remember what the movement patterns were, but if you know those movement patterns, I know that it makes the game easier to play because obviously you can adapt your strategy and your movement to what those ghosts can mm-hmm. do. Whereas for me, playing that game, I just stay away from the ghosts as best as possible. Yeah, that's exactly how I play it as well. Have you have you actually played Pac-Man 99? I, I know this is cutting into your facts, so we won't go too far into it before we return to the facts. But have you played Pac-Man 99? Yes, I have. So have you noticed what always happens with the pink ghost at the beginning? No. Okay. Do you always take a, di- a certain route when you start a game of Pac-Man 99? Um. I always go for a corner, but I vary which corner I go for. Okay, that's interesting, because I think you... uh, Well, personally, I've been going for the left-hand corner every time and clearing out the left-hand corner, moving up to the top right-hand corner, clearing out the top right-hand corner, but also getting Pinky on the way up. Because invariably what will happen is you will go down to the left-hand corner, Pinky will be moving down towards you, but then they will take a turn that moves them up into the top left-hand corner. Right. So you, you go top left... 
you uh, clear, sorry, you go bottom left, clear out bottom left, you move up to top left, and by that point, Pinky's coming back down at you, but you've also got a power pellet from the bottom left, so you can grab Pinky on the way up to get the power pellet in the top right and clear out the top right hand side. So that's my route round for Pac-Man 99. It's been working quite well for me. So this is strategy, which I do not have when playing Pac-Man at all. I just gun through and hope for the best, which um, hasn't been working that well, but we'll come to that a little bit later on. Both Tetris 99 and Pac-Man 99 have introduced me to strategy in games that I never actually had a strategy for. Mm. So because I, I, with Tetris, I just took it as it came. I didn't try and set up things or anything before Tetris 99. But that has introduced the idea of T-spins and Tetris clears and things like that, which I never t- paid any re- any real attention to before. Pac-Man 99, I've played it a couple of times since it came out, and already it's introduced me to the idea that there might be some level of strategy to clearing the board. Right. So I, I find that quite interesting about them both. I apologise for hijacking your facts. No, it's Let's fine. Let's go back. Well, the facts I said about about the, the high score you can get, it's currently, or the first person or something like that. Something to do with the, the high score was to do with Billy Mitchell, who's the guy who got the high score in Donkey Kong that was in... Oh, the one that was disputed. Yeah. What was the name of the documentary that was all about? I wish I could remember. King of Kong. Yes, thank you. It was in King of Kong. So, and it said in the reading about that, as I did earlier, that he used that strategy and that is the way to get the best score is to understand the ghost patterns and play. Mm. He, he use it against them, which obviously makes complete sense. That's not how I play it at all, which maybe explains why I don't do particularly well. I know I don't enjoy it enough or I haven't so far enjoyed it enough to ever want to learn the strategies of, of right. those movements. So yeah, it, but Pac-Man 99 is pretty good just to jump ahead slightly Pac-Man 99 is pretty good I'm really quite enjoying it and and I'm reasonably okay at it so there might be room for me to invest in learning a bit of strategy here what's the with normal Pac-Man what's the highest ranking you've got three oh crikey okay yeah that was on my third go Oh, which right. I was impressed by myself at. <laughs> so I played about 10 times and my house is 25. So Okay. Yeah, but that's not bad, is it? Mm, that was 20. I think sometimes it's the look of the draw, who you partnered with, who you paired with in, in the game. Like there's 99 of the, 98 of the players. If 70 of them are top flight players, then you quids out. And if 70 of them are shite players, then you quids in. You're going to get better. You're very generous. My next fact is it was originally called Puckman but was renamed yep. for the arcades because they realised that people would easily Fuck be man. able to yes. <laughs> deface the arcade using a sharpie and colour in part of the P and change it to uh, what you just said. Yes, sirree. The design of Pac-Man was inspired by... I do know this one, but I can't remember. A pizza with a slice removed. Yeah. It's inane. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And it's one of these stories where I looked into it and the man who invented Pac-Man said, oh, it's it's half true, but he didn't really say, you know, yeah, that's definitely Apocrypha. the reason why. Exactly. Yeah, precisely. Ms. Pac-Man is... Ms. Was a version of Pac-Man. Sorry, did I say Ms? Mm. No. Right. No, I was just, I was just, you said Muz and I was commenting Muz mm. because you said Muz. Yes. Which people don't usually, usually bother saying. Yeah, that's what she, that's what she called, Muz Pac-Man. No, I am, I, I know, yeah, I, I know. Okay. But people don't usually say it. Right. Sorry, carry Sorry. on. So she, that was a game that came out and she has the exact same design as Pac-Man, just with a bow, eyelashes and cheeks. But the game is mm. considered to be better than the original Pac-Man because there is a more varied maze design and the ghost AI is a lot better. Now, I, when I was doing my research this morning, I thought that was kind of sexist just to slap a bow on her and say, yeah, it's a female version of Pac-Man. Okay. But by sheer coincidence, this afternoon I was playing through with my daughter Box Boy and Box Girl and Box Girl is exactly the same design as Box Boy with a bow, which I assume is a reference to Ms. Pac-Man. Yes. Yes. So, you know, people are still doing it. Yeah. Well, I think, as you say, that's a reference back. And also, they were working with a very limited number of pixels. Yeah. And the design of Pac-Man isn't exactly elaborate, is it? So how do you actually, (laughs) how do you distinguish between two characters? Even if you had had another male version of Pac-Man that was a different Pac-Man, man how would you distinguish between two you're right i'm just i'm just thinking now would it be more or less sexist just to have heard her pink and called him as pac-man i think we are i think we're putting too much weight on it to be quite honest okay all right then like i say it's a very simple design i don't really know where else you could take
take it to try and differentiate between between characters never mind between a male and a female character i don't really know how you could mm, where you could go no you're right I, I i always felt a bit uncomfortable about it but i think you're right actually that you know it is what you, it is you felt uncomfortable about it even as a child yeah i just thought it was a bit yeah that's interesting because i never i was woke i never did uh, i wasn't no i well i clearly wasn't was i because i didn't bat an eyelid i didn't think a, a mascara eyelid or nay i didn't bat any uh, eyelids at it I just took it as it was mm. okay but I do see what you're saying I do see what you're saying I'm just struggling to see how that distinction how, could have been made any other way how it could have been better yeah yeah okay it spawned an animated TV series in 1982 created by Hanna-Barbera yeah not and, a good one though is it no but it more recently had a CGI series called Pac-Man and the ghostly or maybe ghastly i can't remember my own handwriting ghostly or ghastly adventures which was released in 2013 and then there was a game based on that does he wear a hat i've no idea like an indiana jones style hat or oh, am i thinking of a, familiar, one of the actually. playstation i might be thinking of one of the playstation versions the 3d versions of pac-man mm. maybe the cover he's wearing a hat keep at it come I mean, on there's differentiation there isn't there right i'm going to whiz through the last couple this one was my favorite that there's a term in economics called the pac-man defense which is when there's a company that's about to be acquired they then take over the hostile company that was intending to take over them right i've never heard of that that's no. interesting yeah that is interesting how does it work though because presumably smaller companies are being gobbled up by bigger companies how does the smaller company gobble up the bigger company you haven't looked into this have you and i'm asking you a question that broadens it out and you're not gonna be able to answer me pills like in pac-man right okay quaaludes <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm really pleased that you realised while asking that that, that I wouldn't have yeah, a clue. I'm asking a question I'm not getting an answer to. What an idiot. <laughs> Never mind. I'd love to know. I genuinely would have loved to know, but that's fine. Maybe the answer will be one of the posts we put on Facebook after this comes out. And when Here's how to mount the Pac-Man defence if you're in business. And when people follow us on Facebook or indeed on Instagram, Twitter or YouTube, they then might be able to read them. How about that? Yep. Good idea. Yeah, good thinking. Like, share, love, review. Mm, mm. Oh, share. I thought... Sorry, I thought you meant shares in C-H-E-R. You're sort of doing some... <laughs> Do I believe in life after love? Absolutely. And then my last fact is the Google Doodle on May 21st, 2010 for Pac-Man's 30th anniversary was the interactive Pac-Man game that was around the Google logo. Yeah, I vaguely remember that one. It was the first interactive Google Doodle and was very popular. The day of release, 4.8 million hours were spent worldwide playing it. I bet we were playing it. And I can categorically remember the day it came out, you and I both sat at work playing it. Yeah, bad man. (laughs) Presumably in our break. Yeah, it was definitely during our break. May 2010. Yeah. May 2010, I was probably kind of still a bit of a company man. I mm. probably wasn't rocking the boat quite as hard. Although saying that, I rocked the boat in the first month of us arriving because they told us that we weren't getting Christmas bonuses and we'd been there three months or something. Right. So we by, by Christmas, by the time Christmas bonuses went out, we would have been there three months and they told us that we weren't getting any kind of Christmas bonus. And I emailed the boss who didn't like me and who I didn't really particularly care for either and said, "Mm, we kind of should be getting Christmas bonuses because we've been here a quarter of a year and we've done a quarter of a year's work. Where's our bonus? And how was that met with? Well, what do you think? I was Uh, sent on my way. And blacklisted. Probably blacklisted. In fact, I was probably blacklisted before that happened. You say probably blacklisted. You were definitely blacklisted. Oh, no, I was definitely blacklisted. Because... Did I ever tell you that the boss, that boss, told me that he didn't ever want to hire... He he hadn't even wanted to hire me in, like, the first week when we were training. Did I tell you that? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Grim times. But he was a bit of a dick, so (laughs) I took it as an endorsement. Put it that way. (laughs) Okay, so that's my facts about Pac-Man. Let's concentrate more on Pac-Man 99 just to round off this half of the episode. So, Pac-Man 99 is a battle royale game where you compete against 98 of the players who are playing against you simultaneously exactly the same as as Ashley's already said Tetris 99 and Mario 35 it's developed actually by the same company who developed both those games a company called Arika or Arika mm. and obviously the game is published by Bandai Namco Entertainment because they're the people who published Pac-Man in the first place oh, right okay so I had assumed that Nintendo had somehow had a hand in putting this out in that they maybe published it or whatever no no because... it's, it's always been a Bandai Namco Bandai Namco Oh no, I didn't mean the Nintendo. Sorry, I didn't mean Pac-Man. I meant Pac-Man 99. I assumed that they'd commissioned it for Nintendo Switch Online or something. 
it does seem to go back to what I said at the start of the episode. It does seem un- not unusual, but you know, it, it's the timing is quite telling that as soon as Mario Thirty Five goes, a week later this comes out. So I'm assuming there's some correlation between the two releases. Mm. As I think I've already said, it's exactly the same as original Pac Man, but there are twists that are not explained. So I'm not going to explain them to you or the listeners because I want to discuss them when we come back in the second half and talk about those okay. things that make it different. Cool. So should we maybe pause there and go and have a go? Yes. Wacker Ashley. Hello. Uh, what was his name? There's a Muppet that says Fuzzy. that. He sounded more like the Muppet. Yeah, he sounded more like Fuzzy than you did Pac-Man, I'm afraid. Yeah, it was a reference to Fuzzy, not Pac-Man. I was, it was just a coincidence. Right. Bullshit. <laughs> All right. It was a reference to Pac-Man. Yep. A bad one. Pac-Man 99. You're a fan. Yep. Pac-Man number two. Yeah. Number two in the world. On that one game you played, uh, I don't think it was in the world. In one game, I got to I got to second place, and I very I was very close to first place. I think so. It's very if I just got that one pellet. Yeah, thank you very much. I think it would have been better if the ghosts hadn't been in the game. I said that at one point. You did, yeah, yeah. I, so I, that you could shamble around a maze. I stand by that. Okay, basically, you're saying that Pac-Man should be the hedge maze of games. Yeah, running around a maze, getting power pellets and dots but no actual danger or threat or anything, that'd be great. When in actuality, Pac-Man is basically the end of The Shining. Yeah. You want yeah. it to be more like Chatsworth House, going around the, the maze at a stately home in your frock, whereas really it's just like being chased around by poor Jack Nicholson's in the, in the snow. Yeah, that is a good reference because they are generally quite scary, the ghosts. When when they try and corner you, it's, it's stressful. Mm. I don't ever feel cornered. I think that's the difference between however you're playing and however I'm playing. Badly. The way that I approach playing it is to keep an eye on the whole screen through peripheral vision and to just focus on quadrants on, on each corner of the maze and clear out as many pellets as I can and try and just keep the ghost blue for as long as I can because then they're no harm to you, even if they're close to you, even if they come near you, they're not really going to do you any mischief, are they? Which is a strategy you taught me and I apply that strategy and then started doing a damn sight better than I was doing previously. So I think it's mm. a good call. Yeah, I do too, because I came up with it. <laughs> and because essentially that's the core gameplay. Keep the ghost blue as long as possible, then the harm. Exactly. I'm the Sun Tzu of Pac-Man. That's what I've realised this after- this evening. It's what they call you. That is it. What everyone calls me. Yeah. Even before, uh, you know, people knew that I was playing Pac-Man. Even before I'd even Pac-Man played Pac-Man, they were like, invented. yeah, he looks like, before I was born, yeah. they were like, I prophesied the Sun Tzu of Pac-Man would be born in 1988. And there I came. Here I am, fully formed, 33, same age, same age as Jesus. I don't know what to say to that. No, I'm sure I've said that before. It always flummoxes you. Yeah. I quite enjoy quite enjoy leaving you floundering. It's fun. But you're a fan of this, though, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I don't, as I said, I in the first half, I, and I'm not particularly, I don't remember being a fan of Pac-Man particularly. I don't think that it was enough to sustain me, even when my reference points for what games were, were quite a lot more simple than they are now. It still wasn't enough to sustain me. I actually remember being very turned off by the whole affair of having that Atari. I played the games because I liked games and not because I liked those games. I didn't find much of an affinity with what was on offer. You were playing, them, you were playing them for the sake of it just because they were there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And because it was new and novelty. And I I didn't find too much to love in them. But maybe I do like Pac-Man. No, I don't like Pac-Man. Let's just put it out there. I don't like Pac-Man, but I like Pac-Man 99. Whereas conversely, I've realised I don't like Pac-Man 99 that much. I would much rather just play a a lovely little game of Pac-Man. Hmm. I like the gameplay loop of Pac-Man 99. I like the fact that it's fairly frantic towards the end and it's fairly tame in the middle sorry it's fairly tame in the at the beginning in the middle and gets fairly frantic toward the end depending on how far you get and then you start all over again very quickly and it's very quick in and out i think that whole loop is quite satisfying 
yeah, the pick up and play aspect you commented on, you're absolutely right. The fact that if you end a game within about what 15, 20 seconds, you're back in. Yeah. And yeah. the way the game is structured, you're you're either aggrieved that you didn't do better, so you want to try and better yourself, or you're annoyed at the game because of what it did to you to make you not do better. So you want to try and better the game. And either of those or both those gameplay mechanics working simultaneously, it it really does. I mean, I got quite fed up with this quite quickly, but I kept playing it mm. for a good quarter of an hour, twenty minutes after that point because I still wanted Why? to do better because I, oh, right, I wanted okay, cause you, were, you it, felt aggrieved at being yeah. shortchanged by the game it's exactly what I, you've I think, said I think the other drive is that um, if you do well you feel like you are capable enough mm. to be the best. So you've got that element of jumping back in because you think that you can do better yeah. even though you got shafted this time and it just wasn't fair. Or you jump in because, yeah, you feel very capable, competent, and you can be the one to win this next time around. And I, that actually did play out in the games that I played. I don't know how many. I wasn't keeping count of how many games I played. But generally, I was getting into the top 20 and then occasionally sneaking into the top 10. And, and then I got a top placement well, I came second in one of my in one of my games, and that actually I should have stopped there, but I decided that I was going to have one more go. As as you said, it kind of draws you in again for one reason or another, and I decided I was going to have one more go. Came thirty second. It was probably the worst I'd done in the whole night, so should have stopped. Well, by comparison, my highest was seventeen. Beyond that, I was usually scoring between twenty fifth place and fiftieth place. I don't think I got any lower than fifty, but seventeen was definitely my highest by quite some margin so where do you see this game going for you do you think that you won't really play this after tonight you're not interested enough to invest a bit of time into it the word i said was stressful and that is that's my takeaway from this so let's focus on that because you said you like it because of how frantic it is and it's those things i dislike now those are the things i talked about in the first half because the game doesn't explain what these are and that is why i felt at a disadvantage with them and you even explained them to me during play and yeah i, still don't I really think this feel is some like kind of mental block that you're having because you, you I, I explained them as clearly as I could and you still don't understand in fact you didn't at some at one point you seemed not to be aware that <laughs> this certain thing existed and they are there they are blinking on either side of the screen I'm gonna have one more go for you but also for the listeners so one of the core mechanics of this game that isn't part of the original Pac-Man is that you can collect these little ghost icons that are in a line on either side of what I call the ghost prison and just next to the shortcut from the left hand side of the screen to the right hand side of the screen and vice versa so they just go in a vertical line up either side of the screen or in the maze and you collect these ghost icons as pac-man and it adds a single ghost onto the back of a of, of one of your ghost companions blinky you pinky then, inky or clyde yes thank you for the reminder you then have to you pick up a power pellet and instead of when you hit that ghost that has now got this train of ghosts instead of picking up one ghost you eat all of the ghosts in the train and that is important here because every ghost that you eat gets sent as trash to some other player and pops up in their maze in the form of like a ghost pac-man who chases you around and catches you up and slows you down so the ghost can catch you that's the do you understand that now they're called jammer pac-man because they yes. they're they're sticky when you go over them they're, they're just static they don't actually chase you they just stay there and when you go over no, them no, no. they slow you down what are you on about you're about red ones or you're on about no, white no. ones the white ones they, they stay the still. white ones chase oh, you very no, definitely right, they do, the white they do ones chase, chase you, you. yeah my apologies <laughs> no it's like okay all right okay so this, the white ones that, chase you that, that genuinely makes me think that you're right i'm sort of misremembering and i have got some sort of mental block <laughs> it only happened like five minutes ago <laughs> What is going on? Pack mental. Does that do you, work? Do you understand what I'm talking about with these little ghost icons that yeah. you collect and then Cause, cause it sticky. adds to the train? It's irritating. Oh, no, those man. bits. <laughs> I, I think my brain's melting out of my ears trying to deal with you tonight. Yeah, I, I know, don't know what's up with you. I know which bits you mean because the, the point at which you were trying to explain them to me, they weren't on my screen because it was doing the three, two, one start bit and they weren't showing up at that point because they don't show right. up at that point. But then in the game, they did pop up. I was trying for about five minutes to explain that to you. It so was, you're it, telling me that it, it was, was just counting down three, three two, one, one. five. <laughs> oh my god oh it's a long evening sometimes when you're in this sort of mood you just occasionally you just it's been a long week has it been a long week bad times so you've got these jammer pack men 
which are the ones that slow you down and chase you. And then beyond that, there's also Red Jammer Pac-Men, which I still don't understand. Is that what they're called? What are they? Red Jammer Pac-Men. So the Red Pac-Men that come up, they are are the same as Jammer Pac-Men in that they chase you around. Instead of just jamming you up, they actually kill you and, and they end your game. And the progression of the game is such that you start off with trash just appearing as jammer pac-men which is the white outlines of pac-men mm. and they chase you around the map uh, the maze then sort of probably from about 40 or 30 people left yeah. onwards so when there's only 40 players left or something like that you get these red ones that appear they are at first static they just sit there and if you run into them you die but when you've only got sort of 20 or less people playing left you start getting chased around by them so if you have too many of those in your maze and you've got four ghosts to keep track of you are going to come a cropper yeah absolutely. you can get rid of jammer pac-men with power pellets so you eat a jam you eat a power pellet and the jammer pac-men disappear you can can also chomp jammer pac-men and the red jammer pac-men if you eat a power pellet they become still but if you are to touch one you still die straight away the only way to get rid of them is to eat a piece of fruit fruit. yes yeah and even then for some reason i don't know whether it's a bug or or something that they just didn't iron out but i could eat some fruit and the jammer pac-men the red ones didn't always disappear oh so yeah i was i was a bit perturbed by that because i was anticipating it being like a a clearance and Mm. then suddenly i've still got two or three jammer pac-men there red ones was that when you're in the higher ranks? Maybe it's in there to keep you on your toes a bit more. I've had it happen early on, uh, relatively right. early on, and I've had it happen when in, when I've been in the top ten. They just don't disappear, so I don't really know exactly what is causing that. Whether it's game design that I just don't understand, or whether that's a bug. But either way, the Red Pac-Men are actually the most annoying part of it in terms of trying to manage the game because you're used to the ghosts you're used to trying to keep track of those and there are only four of them so in terms of doing that managing them in your with your peripheral vision it's quite easy but as soon as you throw in these curveballs of red pac-man if you get two or three or four of those suddenly you've nearly you've doubled the amount of enemies you have to keep track of and then that becomes a challenge so the way that the game progresses as far as i can tell is first stage first phase of the game all you should do is focus on clearing pellets and keeping your ghosts blue Okay, so that's how you start off. And if you divide it into the four quadrants, I always go bottom left, up to top left, across to to top right, and then down to bottom right for my first clearance. Then I grab some fruit and then I repeat it, but I don't always start with bottom left. I I sometimes mix that up. That's the first phase of the game. Just focus on picking up those pellets and keeping you ghost blue. Then as you move through the game, once you get into that later phase of the game, you start to move towards just keeping your ghost blue and keeping your maze clear of jammer pac-men. Then when you start getting red jammer pac-men, you really just, you forget all about pellets and you just keep your ghost blue and you keep yourself away from the jammer pac-men and as soon as you get a piece of fruit grab the fruit clear your way out of the jammer pac-men and then keep you keep moving keep getting your power pellets keep your ghost blue and just keep picking up the fruit and keep going to the power pellets then to the fruit power pellets fruit power pellets fruit and that's how you get to the end of the game hopefully you're like an audiobook version of those brady games strategy guides he used to get Right. Well, that's what YouTube is these days, isn't it? Yeah, you definitely. Just go, you go on YouTube, you've got answers to everything. And I yeah. imagine there's probably someone already has, has pinpointed the exact perfect winning strategy for this game. But I think that's that's pretty close to it, what I've outlined. Now, that makes complete sense. Um, so thank you for that. The other thing that we talked about that the game has introduced is the fact that the power pellets, you can on the fly use the right stick to change the effect of the power pellets. Yes, you can. Yeah. So do you know how they work? I only know one of them. No, I, I didn't investigate this too much because it was the game itself was too stressful to then try and negotiate my right stick. And then also your YXBA, they will then send your ghosts to the other players. The right stick. So your left stick controls the, the way that the power pellets work. And then your right stick is where your trash goes so which type of players your trash goes to okay i thought it was the buttons i'm sure it's the buttons. i, I mean it the... might well work with the buttons but i've never ever used the buttons it's always been uh, okay, the right enough. stick for tetris 99 and for this it's the right stick but you might be right the buttons might do that too so basically there's two things you can do as the player on top of what you're doing in the game itself to try and stymie the opponents mm, yeah the only power pellet power that i know of is the stronger one so if you choose to be stronger instead of standard you pick up a power pellet eat ghosts and it sends more trash for every ghost that you eat it sends more trash than normal to your opponents but the downside of that one the the trade-off for that is that you only get that power you only you only turn 
ghosts blue for four seconds Mm -hmm. which to me it's not enough time to be able to manage that approach that i've tried to outline you need to be able to move from one power pellet to the other without having too much danger around and if you've only got four seconds then you're gonna have ghosts chasing after you so i i don't really know what the benefit of that is the other two options might well be good but i've never and i don't think i would ever be looking to engage with them i just don't think that they're going to help me fair enough so yeah you i said actually earlier about the game being frantic and that i liked that it's not actually the franticness just to come back to that it's not actually the frantic nature of it that i enjoy i actually enjoy the systematicness of the early game and then it's punctuated with these frantic moments that you then have to manage you said about stress and having to deal with the stress Mm. of the game and it being too much for you but i actually like the fact that it's extremely manageable at the beginning very easy to go around the board and clear it off a couple of times before any kind of stress kicks in or any kind of franticness kicks in and then when that franticness does kick in it's a bit of a test of metal but that test of metal only lasts a, a few minutes at most Even if you're going to come, I mean, I've only come second so far at best. So even if you're going to come second, let's say, that test of your ability to withstand that stress is just a little morsel. Yeah. So it's kind of a nice way to taste a little bit of stress without it actually impacting you. If that makes sense. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of like the seesaw nature of it. The fact that it's it's quite relaxed at the beginning. You get this tiny morsel of stress and then you go back to it being relaxed. Whereas I felt I was playing on a, a seesaw that had an elephant on one end most of the time. I felt very... You just felt stressed all the time. I don't yeah. understand, really. I'm going to have to watch you play this game. Even from the start, when Pinky's trying to corner me down the bottom left corner... Pinky never tries to corner you in the bottom left-hand corner. She always goes up. Pinky and Inky, her, her moveset, or his, or its yeah. moveset, yes. is to try to position itself in front of Pac-Man. And I yeah, could see, when but... I was doing that bottom left quadrant, I could see that's what it was trying to do. I don't, I don't like always it. Always 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 if you go bottom left hand corner pinky and whoever the red one is they always go to the top left yeah that's what was happening so you were going to the bottom left yeah and they were going to the top left and then trying to sneak down to the bottom left to try and get me yeah but by then you should have turned them blue that's it that's the thing you should have you should have cleared out all the pellets and the last set of pellets you should have got the power pellet and then go up to the top left hand corner and you should be getting pinky and pinky on the way up that's what i was doing but even it was just the sight of seeing them bearing down on me i didn't like it but they were blue they should have been blue by that point. You should have changed them blue. They're approaching me in there. What were you doing wrong? Colors. You were doing something wrong. Clearly. You? What were you doing wrong? Something, apparently. I need to see you play this. I need to see what you're doing. Well, I've got 17. I must be doing something vaguely right to have got that. Let's, uh, yeah, yeah, but not Let me in have terms of you having to battle through the stress. And I'd say that we could eliminate lots of your Pac-Man stress if only I could watch you play. If only. Record yourself tomorrow. I'll sort you out. All right. So the other thing that's caused me stress with this game is the nature of how it's been put together. The game itself is free, and obviously that's what people are, are downloading it for. They want to play the, the Pac-Man 99 aspects of it. But there is a lot of extra content which is behind different paywalls. So, for example, there are 20 DLC custom themes that are based on classic Namco arcade titles like Gallagher, Dig Dug, and Bravo Man, that classic uh, Namco title. Which I have I'm, not heard of Bravo Man. I don't like, know Bravo Man. Like me neither. Oh, being, you don't know Bravo Man no, either? I, was, I, was being I thought you were being serious. Oh. No, I I can't imagine. I mean, there obviously are going to be people who are going to be champing at the bit to, oh, yeah, to, definitely, to yeah. play as Bravo Man, but I Grab have a bit never, of Bravo Man. never heard of that character. Which basically all those do is they, it's the exact same game, but instead of playing hmm. in the Neon Maze, you're playing, for example, in a wood, if that was linked to whatever the game was. And instead of being Pac-Man, yeah, it might be a space. racing car, and instead of ghosts, hmm. they're space rockets, etc., etc. So nothing changes with the gameplay, it's just simply reskinning. Now those cost £1.69 each, and there's 20 of them. Yeah. So yeah. what's that, about £34? if you want to have it's not a good amount no it's not at all there is also another package called the mode unlock which is 13 pounds which unlocks a cpu battle mode and also at the time of recording the word battle is misspelt on the nintendo eShop. i did not realize that there is a password match option which is where you can play against someone else but the other person you play against is where basically a private lobby but the other person you play against also has to have paid the 13 pounds for this package there is a score attack there is a blind time attack mode and then there's also eight variants of pac-man which is 
just again it's similar to the, the reskinning i talked about in the previous dlc but it's pac-man themed so instead of for example being, being a neon maze it might be you're in a, a red maze instead but right. it's still pac-man okay. and the four ghosts and then there's also a deluxe pack which is 25 pounds which is everything which i think 25 pounds is pretty good for all that you get however is it really worth 25 pounds right yes so i have the same reservations the fact it's free for the pac-man 99 mode the fact you can play that for free without any restrictions i think is pretty great i can't help but compare it to what happened with tetris 99 which is that they released a pack where later on so you got the tetris 99 for free like you did in this and then they released a pack where you could get extra modes like being able to play tetris just tetris offline and play it Tetris 99 against a computer or whatever. I can't help but compare it to that. And also the other aspect of the Tetris 99 that is comparable is the themes. So themes, actually, you can unlock themes every weekend a new that a new theme comes out. They will have like a little tournament. And if you amass 100 points, which you can get very easily just by playing the game, even if you're not very good at it, just by amassing this 100 points, you will get the theme, theme for free. Right. And even now, if you've missed out on those themes, if you go into Tetris 99 and play sort of daily, they have daily challenges, which give you tickets and you can then use those tickets to redeem for themes so you can unlock all of the themes for free is the short version of what i'm saying and in tetris 99 those extra modes you talked about for example playing offline are they free as well no so they they cost they were originally priced at 15 pounds 99 so depending on it, it might be worth it to some people i got it because hannah uh, really likes Tetris so I did actually pay that the 1299 as you mentioned that's a mode unlock and it seems this is in Pac-Man 99 just to clarify yeah in Pac-Man 99 uh, it's 12.99 for the mode unlock obviously that's three pounds cheaper than the mode unlock for for Tetris 99 um I'm not sure that's terrible the thing that leaves a slightly sour taste in my mouth is the way that they've dealt with the themes because mm. they do not change the game in any way you're no. even to make it look nice or sound nice and they are two quid each just short of or 25 pounds basically yeah. 12 pounds is the cheapest you can get all the themes for mm-hmm. by buying it as part of the bundle yeah and that feels a little bit a little bit wrong yeah to me because it's purely cosmetic it doesn't change anything about the gameplay at all which obviously it, it shouldn't do because you're playing against 98 other people it can't change anything about the gameplay but it still feels a bit cheeky it feels a bit cheeky in comparison to the way that tetris 99 dealt with its themes in particular oh the other thing that i do find cheeky this is the most cheeky thing in it is the fact that you do have to pay to match up with friends so like you should i should have been able to put in a code to be in the same lobby as you you shouldn't have to pay any money for that no and the minimum that you have to pay in order to play this game with friends is 13 pounds so if that's all you're interested in... And as I said, that's £13 each. That would have to be £26 that have been shelled out of the both of you. And that's on top of your existing Nintendo Switch online, whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, which, to be fair, is not is not exactly a princely sum. But the point is that should come part and parcel. I can play Mario Kart 8 or Super Mario 3D World. I can play that mm. against my friends by setting up lobbies within that because that's what I'm paying. But you've the... paid how much for Mario Kart 8? Well, that's, you know, your full £45. Is that your yeah, counter exactly. to that? Yeah, Yeah, okay. You've paid already. You paid up front for Mario Kart 8. And this is the thing, because if you like Pac-Man 9, I, I think we've had this conversation in some form about an, about a game or something, or maybe mobile games or something in general. If you like a game, I don't see any problem with putting some money into the game. So there are a lot of people that play po- Pokemon Go, for example. Yeah. It's a massive thing, and it makes millions and millions of dollars probably every week, let alone every year. There are people that are happy playing that game even now it's like how long has it been since it released and they they spend money on it it's like 2018 that came out no it's 2016 so it's yeah for five very years early. yeah five years and people still play it and they are still doing um updates for it and people still put money into it mm. if a person is enjoying that game to an to the extent that it gives them hours and hours and hours and hours of joy if they're paying a bit of money towards that game to enhance that joy in some way then so be it and it's the same here if you enjoy pac-man enough to put 13 pounds down as a way to say thank you people who've made this for me or something like that as a gesture Mm. then so be it what i take issue with is that fact that you can't play against your friends without paying that 13 pounds so if all you're interested in is the pac-man 99 and i am only interested in pac-man 99 and i would like to play with my friends i have to buy all of these extra modes along with this ability to 
to match up with friends. And then I expect my friends to to have got that as well. Yeah. And it just feels like a little bit of a miss-sell, a bit of a misfire, really. If they'd put that out separately, I mean, even that feels a bit like horse armor in Oblivion, in Elder Scrolls, doesn't it? Like if that's being priced at £1.69, for example, just for that option. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, if you pay us £1.69, we'll let you play with your friends. It feels just a little bit like they are holding that. They know that that's their ace card, so they've attached it to everything else to try and push you in into making the purchase. And I think it is a bit of a cynical ploy, and that's really what I don't like. I, yeah. I don't like the cynicism behind that move. At the same time, I do believe in supporting developers when they give you something that you like. Yeah, there's balance to be had, and I think they've misfired here. Yeah, I don't I think they've quite hit the balance. So, to wrap up the episode then, who are we recommending this game to? Uh, Nintendo Switch Online subscribers. Absolutely, because if you have that, that those people get it for free. <laughs> they're the only Why? people that can play it. True, yeah. They've got a PS4, then don't bother. Yeah, we don't recommend it to PS4 owners, not right now. It's just a bit inaccessible for you if you don't have a Nintendo Switch with an online service. I'm finding the I'm finding this question harder and harder to answer without repeating myself from <laughs> episode to episode. Because what I'd really like to say is everyone should try this game because it might surprise you. It surprised me. I think that if you have a Nintendo Switch online package, if you have your Switch, then then why would you not get this? There's no reason not to, is there? No. Exactly. You should definitely all of these games that they are putting out as part of the service i think are worth a, a punt because hmm. you might find that you are into something that you weren't necessarily into before i don't like pac-man as a general rule but i think that i'll be putting a few hours into this game on a semi-regular basis it's a it's a very easy to pick up and have a few games and then yeah not so easy to put down to be quite honest but it's very easy to pick up are you itching to have another go as soon as we finish recording um, maybe not because it's getting on isn't it i'm an old man these days so i have to go to bed and get my get my 40 did you did i tell you that i'm as old as jesus when he died i think you mentioned that once or twice yeah yeah i am i am as old as jesus when he died so uh you know getting on getting on in in age baked into it's maybe slightly going here it's these this little grid it's four by four so six yeah and they numbers. all add up to 33 is yeah, what but it's, tell me, isn't oh, it? it's not they all add to 33 it's that there's all these different permutations. So like the four corners out of 33, all the rows out of 33, all the columns, yeah, yeah. all the... Well, that's a magic the four, square, the four isn't it? It's incredible. There's so many patterns in it. Like uh, how how it was concocted, it completely blows that, my mind. Magic squares can work with all, all sorts of numbers. It doesn't, it doesn't just have to be 33. Oh. Have you, is that your only... That's um, my only reference point magic, numbers, magic square. Is the, right, the magic okay. Jesus one. Right, cool. Okay. Well, magic, you should look into magic squares because you, your mind would be blown. Maybe I will. Yeah. Uh, instead of going to the Squad of Familia, Hannah and I tracked down um, a bakery that sold these really nice croissants that are full of cream cheesy sort of amazingness. And also an ice cream parlor that was uh, really, really good. It's just behind the market. It's great. Whereas when we went, uh, we went to the market as well, and we went to the sex museum, and it was great. Where's the sex museum? Um, sex Street. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, okay. Fine. Uh, that's a bit of a divergence, isn't it? We are at the end, aren't we? I think that's we what are. he's saying. We're, that's basically what we're saying. We're talking about Barcelona because there's nothing more to say about Pac-Man 99 except have a go at it. You might really like it, and you might be better than me and, and come first. It's a lot easier than you might expect. And once you downloaded Pac-Man 99, you might also want to point your internet browser to join us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and or YouTube and come say hello and remember to share, subscribe, like, review, five stars, all that jazz would be great. Okay, and thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye! <laughs> that was a bit manic. <laughs>